What is going on, guys? We are in the zone, episode 152 today. Tomorrow is a big day for the WWE and, of course, for Saudi Arabia because I think this is the third or fourth. I don't know, Alino, is this the third or fourth crown jewel? I want to say it's the fourth, but wow, this card is looking like for sure it's the best out of all the Saudi shows that at least I can remember. I remember 2019 when we had... I think it was The Fiend and Seth. Um, but, man, I remember the, the last Saudi show that we talked about. We saw Goldberg beat The Fiend. So this is going to be better for sure. I'm going to start this one off with Alino. Uh, first match that I'm going to bring up, we're just going to run through the card as we always do. I'm going to kick this one off. We got the Queen's Crown Tournament final match. We got Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop. Zelina Vega ended up beating Carmella. Um I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I thought Shayna Baszler was going to be the one to win this tournament, but she didn't, unfortunately. I guess they've never really booked her properly. So, Alino, Dewdropper Zelina, who's the queen of this? Uh, who's the queen of the Who's the queen of the ring? Yeah, I'm with you. I thought that was going to happen, too. Uh, I think they're going to probably go in another direction. Like, Dewdrop would probably have the advantage because she beat a dominant uh, women's wrestler in Shayna Baszler, but... I think we're going to see some interference here, uh, probably from Eva Marie. She's going to cause a dewdrop, and Zelina Vega will get the crown and probably feud there with Liv Morgan. So uh, I see Zelina Vega taking this whole tournament and probably going to another feud after that. Pinello. Oh, did we lose him? Boys, can you hear me? Ah, uh, there we go. There it is. The fucking mute button. There you go. But uh, yeah, I'm with Zelino here. I got Zelina Vega winning, but I also think they dropped the fucking ball here for what you kind of said before with Shayna Baszler. Like, when you look at all of the women's first, all of like the first matches throughout the years, they kind of nailed it on everything. This whole tournament to me, just a giant fucking flop. I'm not saying Shayna should have been the one to win. That's probably the direction I would have gone in. But every match was just kind of, it just reminded me of every Divas match from like 2009. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, um, I love, I love Zelina Vega. I love Dewdrop. I don't know why they changed her name, but like, I, I don't, I don't see any of them exploding from this tournament. I really think they dropped the ball here. I agree. I think they did drop the ball. I think they should have done Carmella and Shayna. Both of them, we all know who they are. I know Dewdrop and Eva Marie, they've been shoving them down our throats the last two months. So I'm not surprised that Dewdrop's in this position. Zelina Vega is another one. I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of surprised she's in this position here. It was, she got released, what, like four or five months ago? Now she's back. Uh, didn't really see this happening. Again, Queen of Spades, it just makes sense. I think Shayna Baszler should have been the one here to win. The fact that her run, her singles run in WWE still so underwhelming, haven't found any sort of wiggle room to put her in, you know, the Raw title picture, the SmackDown title picture. They've only given her tag titles. And, like, I thought at one point, like a month or two ago, they were going to make her feud with Nia Jax one-on-one, and I'm like, oh, my God, please, no. So the fact that Shayna Baszler lost this, yeah, like you said, I think this is just a gigantic flop. I think people have lost interest quite quickly, and, Regardless, whoever wins this, like you said, I don't think it's going to really benefit anybody in the long run. Oof. But uh, 
We're going to go on that starting really negative. Wow. Okay. We're going to go with King of the Ring tournament final here, which I think is a lot better. I like both the guys here in the final. I think it can go either way. I'll start with you, Pinello. Do you have the New Day boy, Xavier, or do you got the Prince, Finn Balor? You guys might hate me for this one, but uh, I really hope I'm wrong. I got Finn Balor winning this. Um, when I just think back to, like, the King of the Ring tournaments, there's always, I don't know if you guys will agree with me, there's always one guy, like one fan favorite that kind of goes the distance you don't really expect to see winning. And then they, like, I think back to, like, the most recent one. Wasn't Chad Gable re in the finals with, like, Baron Corbin? He was. I can't remember the year. So 16. That, I remember when, uh, 16 or 17. 16, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, like, back CM Punk in 2008, uh, Neville, John Morrison, like to me on it, as much as I love Xavier Woods, he's my favorite in the new day. I don't think this is any different. I think they just picked a fan favorite. They picked a solid performer and they're like, this is your chance. You're going on a run. And, uh, I, I honestly think Finn Balor is going to, it's going to be a solid match. Great final, but I think Finn Balor is going to take it. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be nice to see Xavier Woods. Then it's like everyone in the new day got a big moment. Uh, but I think this could also be a way for Finn Balor to turn heel. Uh, everybody wanted to see Xavier win, and Finn Balor goes from the prince to the king and then challenges Big E uh, for the title. So King of the Ring beats up his boy in the New Day and then turns his uh, attention to Big E. Yeah, I mean, going with the babyface, babyface dynamic in the King of the Ring final is definitely different. Uh, the last King of the Ring was one of the biggest heels in, in Baron Corbin, so... Getting uh, Finn here, uh, I do agree with you there, Alino. I think if he changes from Prince to King, I think we're going to see a heel turn uh, sooner rather than later. Unless a guy like Edge, after beating Raw, I, I think he's going to, after this feud with Rollins, I could probably see him going for the main title. Unless, again, he takes some time off. But I'd, I'm intrigued either way. If Xavier wins, I could also even maybe see him turning heel eventually and going up against Big E. So, um I know the King of the Ring, it's a big deal. It's always been a big deal. It's either the winner gets like a money in the bank later on or a WWE title shot later on. So regardless, I think these two guys specifically over the last like three, four years, you look at these two guys and their resumes and they haven't really done that much on the main roster. I mean, okay, Xavier Woods is like a seven, eight time tag team champion, but he's been, you know, he's he's, he's in a group. He's, he's with Big E and, and Kofi Kingston. They've been you know, switching guys that hold the tag titles. And then, of course, you have Finn Balor, who was the first ever Universal Champion. He never got his, you know, feet going after that because of the injury. But I do agree with you there. I think Finn Balor, I know a lot of people want Xavier to win here. I have Finn Balor winning this too. Um, and the only reason why I think he's winning, I only think is because he just faced Roman Reigns, came up short, and he didn't even win. Uh, he didn't even lose cleanly either. It was kind of like a fishy finish with the rope snapping. So I got Finn winning here, and I think he's just going to continue with his momentum in his next feud. I think it's going to be Biggie. So I got Finn Balor winning this as well, becoming King Devitt and moving forward here. So next match I'm going to talk about here, this is going to be Alino's favorite match of the night. No holds barred match. Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. I mean, what we saw way back with Bobby Lashley, you know, <laughs> touching uh, Goldberg's son, knocking him out. That was absolutely hilarious. 
Uh, I remember at the time we were kind of worried that ob- – well, obviously we were worried. Goldberg beat the Fiend for God's sake. So a little worried to think Goldberg was going to beat Bobby Lashley there. He didn't win it. Biggie ended up cashing in. What are your thoughts on this match? I'll start with you, Alino. And what do you expect between Bobby and Goldberg this time around? You know what? I'm actually looking forward to it. <laughs> I hope it's not long like uh, the match at SummerSlam. I think it was a little too long and we saw like the botches were starting there, like Goldberg and throwing off Bobby Lashley off the rope. Like It looked uncomfortable. So keep it short and I think they can have a good match out of it. If this was a triple threat with Big E, I think it would have been the best for everybody. Goldberg could have highlighted his strengths. You don't expose him too much of getting tired during the match. You could have taken him out in the beginning after he goes on his little run uh, and it would have protected everyone. But this one, they got to be smart. I think the Hurt Business should come out, uh, buy some time. And then we'll see Goldberg's kid, I think. Spear, probably Cedric Alexander because he's the smallest in the group. And uh, we'll see Bill... <laughs> He said he, he threatened to kill Bobby Lashley, so they got to live up to something there. I think we'll, we'll see something that is going to surprise some people, but I think the big man's going to choke him out with that master lock, or the hurt lock, whatever he's calling it, and Bobby will get the win. This is, uh, this is non-title, right? Yeah, man. All Bobby right. doesn't have the title anymore. <laughs> Just... Hear me out on this. <laughs> Listen, because Goldberg has been picking up a ton of losses <laughs> the last little while. <laughs> oh, man. Like, look at it from Goldberg's perspective, because obviously we've been pumping this shit out of Lashley for the last little while. <laughs> he beat the shit out of his kid. He's got to kill Bobby. He's got to get him back. Bobby's been on a roll. We got to protect Goldberg's legacy here. He can't build up another loss. So you know what? I'm not going to say he kills him, but he gets the victory <laughs> over Bobby. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's no way he's losing this. He's honoring his son here. He's a superhero. Oh, it's man. gold. Man. That's dark. <laughs> if, 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 Alito, I'll say this. If you get this Bobby Lashley prediction right, like, you're the king of predictions because there is no way, especially now that I know it's a no-holds-barred, there is no way I see Lashley winning this unless all three members of the Hurt Business do not get touched and they absolutely wreck Goldberg. But I don't see that happening. Goldberg is the closest thing to John Cena at this point. He's the superhero. He's going to kill all the bad guys. He's not going to kill Bobby, but he's going to get the win, I think, and... Yeah, I think Goldberg's going to disappear until, like, at least the Royal Rumble after this. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine if uh, they go dark here, pull some Halloween-type shit, Michael Myers stuff, makes it look like he kills Bobby Lashley, shows up on Raw out of nowhere, and then just kills Goldberg. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing the, the Mike Myers mask. So that's going to be a new character. Uh, okay, up next we got... Uh, Raw tag team titles, RK Bro versus AJ Styles and almost kind of underwhelming. I know it's going to be a filler, but man, there's some great talent in this match. Does RK Bro keep it rolling and retain, or do AJ Styles and almost get the titles back? Get off. Yeah, this one's kind of tough just because it looked like they were going to split up AJ and almost at the draft, but. Like, now that they're keeping them together, maybe they take the titles off RK-Bro, have a title change here, but 
I don't want to see that. Like, I'd rather see RK Bro retain, and you can have AJ as a singles guy with almost backing him up. So I'll go RK Bro winning it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do like a one-off title change and then lose the titles next week. Nah, they retain AJ Styles' phenomenal forearm. RKO, keep it going. Let's go. Yeah, I gotta go with RK Bro, man. I just feel like. The payoff is going to be huge when they do lose it. We all know how they're going to lose it. Randy's going to turn on them, obviously. Uh, I want to say Matt Riddle, out of all those NXT call-ups, I thought he would be the guy, not to get lost in the shuffle, but I thought he wouldn't be the guy that's most prioritized. And, uh, you know, it's been between him and Damian Priest, at least this year. I want to give the edge to Riddle, even though Priest has been – Absolutely insane with the United States title. I, I absolutely love Arcade Bro. I think they've been one of the best tag teams, man. Honestly, and even what AJ Styles has been able to has been able to do with almost it's just incredible stuff. And uh, the Raw Tag Division was uh, kind of an afterthought. I want to say like March, and then of course you know when Arcade Bro they get back in there, and the Street Profits are there, and and the Hurt Business, and all those teams they've been there, but. I think AJ Styles and almost, I think uh, if they give him the belts, I feel like that's another step back. So I want to say AJ Styles, maybe by like November, December, is back to being a single star. And I want to say that uh, in the long run, maybe at the Rumble, maybe a little bit before, I want to say we're going to get Randy Orton versus Riddle in a pretty meaningful singles feud. So for now, I got RK Bro retaining, but down the road, it's going to be fun to see what these three individual guys can do. But moving on, this is one of my favorite matches of the night. You guys are going to be surprised here. Is the SmackDown Women's Championship that is now on Raw. <laughs> it's <laughs> Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. Triple threat match. I'll start this with you, Pinello. Who is winning this one? And how – I mean, dude, this, I'm looking forward to this. These three alone in a match? Good God. And it's not going to be a squash like it was at SummerSlam. So, uh, who's taking this one? I'll say uh, Becky retains, but yeah, just kind of the way this has been building up with uh, her and Sasha. I love that her and Sasha are kind of going at it again. Because, like, when you look at the four of them, kind of the last, basically since they debuted, they haven't really had a whole lot of programs together. And uh, this is Belair's shot at redemption. So, I'm, I'm absolutely loving this. This I'm not really surprised with... Uh, with your claim there. This could steal the show for sure. There's a few steel shoulders on this match, but um, I'll say Becky retains, but this this could be amazing for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they'll kind of tease that Bianca Belair is going to get the big win, but I think Becky's going to swoop in there and steal the pin and uh, go over here, retain that SmackDown championship on Raw. Uh, but yeah, she's going to take that, retain it, but it's going to be interesting. Like, who's she going to feud with next? Like, depending on what they do with Bianca Belair after this, it's going to be uh, maybe slim pickings there on Raw. Would you guys be surprised if Sasha Banks won the title here? Kind of. Because she was, um, it was like her, Bailey, and Bianca for the last, not Bianca, but kind of like Sasha and Bailey carrying it for the last year. And I think Sasha out of the three is kind of like, maybe like on the back burner. I don't want to say it like that because I still look at her as like a main star, but like Becky coming back and all that, all the buzzes around her, I think they're just going to 
leave it on her for a little bit. How about you, Alino? You see Sasha Sasha getting the win here at all by any chance? I could see something where they protect her to an extent. Like, I don't see her taking the loss. I think probably Bianca Belair would take it, and then Sasha and Charlotte on SmackDown. <laughs> I, I just don't want them. I know all three of them are really great competitors, and they're all in tough situations, right? Like, Becky Lynch just came back from being out for, what, a year. Sasha Banks has been off and on, like, I want to say the last year and a half, too. So, Bianca Belair... I can't see her getting pinned at all. I, I don't know how they're going to finish this. I want to maybe even, I wouldn't be surprised just with how Becky's kind of been carrying herself. If this is a D, uh, DQ finish, I wouldn't be surprised with that, but I wouldn't even be surprised if Sasha were to come in here and take the title back. Uh, I just feel like Saudi uh, crown jewel is one of those shows that can just kind of, we've, we've seen it in the past with Goldberg beating the fiend and Rollins beating the fiend and, and all these, we've seen major title changes here. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha were to come in. Probably out of the three, I want to say the last month, I think she has the most momentum since coming back. So I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha Banks were to win the title. And then again, reignite her feud with these two moving forward. I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't the last triple threat match we see from these two, uh, three individuals. But I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with Sasha Banks here winning the title. I just I have a weird feeling about this. I feel like they've really been investing in her since she's come back. And I think I feel like a lot of people love uh, kind of like what we've said in the past about guys like Randy Orton, about guys like Dolph Ziggler. They're they're uh, they're favored more and chanted more when they're chasing the belt. And I feel like Becky Lynch, her story and her character, she thrives when she's chasing the belt. So, again, she had a great run as the man character. She had it for, what, a year and a half? I just feel like if Sasha Banks is the champ, she's the boss, and you have the man, Becky Lynch, chasing it, I feel like that's a lot more intrigue, and I, and I think it's just an overall better product as a whole, if you, you guys uh, get what I'm saying. Did you bring up Sasha and Charlotte before, one of you guys? Oh, yeah. I think that's the next feud there on SmackDown. Do you guys remember back in Raw when um, I think that was like the first main feud after like Sasha and Charlotte, they were going at each other for six months and everyone was just fucking hating it. Do you guys remember that? I think really everyone took that for granted because like the just because um, they've both gone their separate ways since I think since 15, 16, they've both been on separate brands and they've been killing their thing. So Hypothetically, if Sasha and Charlotte were to meet up again after all these years, I think it would be sensational. Yeah, it's tough, too, because you look at where everyone is. Is Sasha Banks still on SmackDown? I, I see. I didn't even clue that in. So, I mean, Becky's now on Raw. Bianca's on Raw. Sasha's on SmackDown. Charlotte's on SmackDown. So I guess that kind of takes it out of the question then, uh, unless Charlotte is losing, but I don't even think she has a title match here. So, I, I mean, I want to say, I want to see Sasha, I don't know what it is. I want to see Sasha win this belt back. I just feel like she's got a lot to give still. And beyond, we've seen, like you said, uh, with Bailey Sasha last year and two years ago, they were carrying it for the most part. I feel like that's been the case for Bianca the last like four or five months. So maybe put her on the back burner for now. Maybe she can f make some big feuds with Rhea Ripley, 
on Raw. Maybe you can, you know, build your credibility back up again. But I want to see Sasha win that. That's just my opinion, though. Because I still don't know what the potential is for Becky. Let's say she wins and Bianca is now out of the picture. Who's the next? Is it Rhea Ripley? Is, will we see Rhea versus Becky, you guys think, come maybe Survivor Series? or See, that's the thing with Becky. I'm really not sure what direction they can go in with her. But now we got to move on. This is going to be an absolutely incredible match. This is the match I'm looking forward to. It's Hell in a Cell. Edge versus Seth Rollins. I brought up the dream match to you guys at SummerSlam. That was one of my biggest dream matches. My favorite of the past and my favorite of the present. Going at it. Uh, if this one's inside Hell in a Cell, man, holy shit. I love Edge's promos. I think he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time when you look at the promos. His psycho character... Oh my God, it's 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 a sight to see. His veins in his face. He's just going off here. I'll start with you, Alino. Is it safe to say, just based how these feuds usually work, you go inside Hell in the Cell, does this benefit Edge over Rollins here? Yeah, I think so. I think that's why they use this match, and it's smart too that it's not a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view this year in October, uh, which has been the theme. So I'd like to see Edge win it, but... I don't know, I have a feeling they might go more towards Seth Rollins getting the big one in the feud and breaking for the next, like, four months as he goes on to his next feud because <laughs> they got Balor on Raw, uh, Big E. So maybe this could be a way for Rollins to get a big win and challenge for the title, right edge off TV for the next month or two and have him fresh for actually not even a month, for, like, the next two weeks until they build for Survivor Series. So... Uh, I think this could be a good one for Seth Rollins to win. Win the feud against a veteran. Uh, puts him over more. So I'll go Seth Rollins on this one. I think Seth is in his head. I think he's getting to edge. He paid a visit to his house. He sat down, made himself comfortable. You know, Edge went on SmackDown. He cut that vicious promo. He brought up Becky. I think he's a little heated. I think Seth got to him. So... This might be Edge's last gas. He throws out a Hell in a Cell match. You say the TLC is, is his match. You know, he's had a ton of fucking Hell in a Cell matches when you look back on his history. I'm, I'm kind of with Alino. I could see Seth getting the, the better out of the two on this particular night. Uh, he did get the better of him at SummerSlam, so he could kind of, you know, even it up. Seth can go on here. I could, I could just see him being a total bitch about it. Exactly what you said. That is vintage Seth Williams. Gets the win, you won't hear him shut up forever. So these two are very similar. Uh, I love the matchup. This really is it is a dream scenario. So uh, I'll take Seth taking it on this night. I'm going with Edge here, I think. Because uh, he he injured Edge on, on SmackDown. I just feel like that was the, that was the payback there. That was kind of like, okay, I'm pissed off. You beat me at SummerSlam. Let me hurt you. Now it's now it got personal. He went in his house, starts laughing, sits in his chair. You know, he's looking nice. He's got his drip always on there. And then you look at Edge. He looks like a freaking serial killer getting out of that truck and out of that car. Face red, leather jacket. Just an absolute beauty. Yeah, you look back at Edge's career. He's got a shit ton of Hell in a Cell matches. And so does Seth Rollins over the years. Both of them have enough experience, credibility. I think this could steal the show, too. I wouldn't even be surprised. Um, a lot of matches here. Wow. This is going to be a great show, guys. But uh, 
I got Edge winning this one. I think he's going to, after this feud is done, I feel like he's going to immediately go to the WWE title scene. I just feel like that's exactly the type of guy he is. But again, they're both now on Raw, which is absolutely hilarious. So maybe this feud can continue. If this, You know what? I got two options here. Now tell me if you guys agree. I think if Edge or Seth Rollins wins, that's to trigger that they can maybe face Big E. Let's say if Big E retains and beats Drew McIntyre. We'll talk about that in a bit. But I feel like this match has a stipulation behind it, low-key, and it's not going to be announced. I feel like the winner of Edge and Seth Rollins gets a shot at the WWE title, or this feud will culminate into a Team Rollins versus Team Edge at Survivor Series. What do you guys think on that? Team Rollins versus Team Edge? Is that what you said? Yeah. Man, I think that would be um, about a month from now, so... I think fuck. I think every week they would that would have to be like the absolute main promo, the main storyline. Because when they go into Survivor Series, it's all fucking Raw versus SmackDown, and then they're incorporating NXT the last little while. So if they were to go down that route, that route, I think like a majority of the show would be towards that. So that would be killer, though. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, like yeah, yeah. I just feel I'll, I'll you know I was gonna say. NXT this year, do you think they're going to be a part of Survivor Series? Because they're doing like a whole revamp. I really don't see it. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, though. Like, I know it'd be nice, but like you said, with the rebrand, it would be like we got Braun Breaker coming up. Like, a lot of the fans don't know him that well yet. It's just on NXT. Like, even though they're on USA Network, but. I think it's way too soon for a lot of those guys. They're just establishing their gimmick, their character. If you just bring Ciampa and like LA Knight, maybe, but like even Gargano, like there's not too many that you can make like a five on five team with that would make the average fan who watches just Ron SmackDown know, okay, I don't know who that guy is. Well, like another thing too, we talk about this pay per view leading into Survivor Series. They got rid of TLC. Uh, at least for this month, which is hilarious. Uh, I think there's a lot of stipulations, and you look at some of these matches, like Finn Balor and Xavier Woods, it's for the king of the ring, but in the long scheme of things, I could easily see the winner of this. Also, maybe they can announce in two weeks' time, saying maybe the winner of the king of the ring can uh, be the captain of Team Raw. So, like, a Finn Balor could maybe captain Team Raw and have a guy like Keith Lee on the team, and it can almost be like a former Team NXT. So there's a lot of stipulations here, at least that I'm thinking of in the in the long scheme of things. At least in a month, you know, you got Edge and Rollins who can captain a Team Raw. Or it could even continue their feud into like a six-man tag team or something like that. But I, I getting back on track, I just want to say that I think Edge and Rollins, regardless, I don't think this feud is done. And I think they're both in for big pushes after after the fact. So I think this match is going to be absolutely incredible. I got Edge winning this one, which is interesting. You guys both have Seth. So we'll see about that. Next match we got here, Big E versus Drew McIntyre, WWE Championship. Now, I'm not one for just having someone point a sword at me and then getting a WWE title shot. I'm not about that, but it is Drew McIntyre. So this is going to be fun. Alino, I'll start this one with you. Does our New Day boy, 
get his first major WWE championship win here against Drew, or does Drew run it back? You know what? I think with Drew getting drafted there, uh, I think this is kind of the only predictable match on the card. I'll go Big E winning, but I think this will be a long match, uh, probably like 15 to 20 minutes. This will be one of those matches that uh, once you look at at the end of it, it'll probably be the second uh, or third longest. I think Monsoor versus uh, Ali might be the longest, then follow that up with the women's match. So I got this one being a a good long tilt between these two guys. I got Big E winning though, but it's going to be like by either... He hits a big ending after a Claymore kick. It'll be something where it protects Drew McIntyre going to SmackDown. How WWE would it be if they just put the title back on Drew after three weeks? Because <laughs> they had that stipulation where it's like, yeah, he couldn't win it off Bobby. So it's like, oh, we'll just put it on Big E so Drew can win it again. But <laughs> I don't think that's the case, though. Yeah, I think this is a chance for Big E to establish himself. Uh, I don't know where the fuck it's going to be in the card uh, just because it's crown jewel, but this, this should be amazing. Uh, just two big meaty guys slapping, slapping each other. So Vince is going to love it. Um, I'm excited, man. Yeah. I want to see Biggie take this one. So this should be awesome. Yeah, I agree there. I think this is going to be one of those matches where it's a prove it for Biggie, that he's going to be one of the better guys and he can really hang with the big dogs and, I think this is going to be a huge win for Biggie. I think at the end of it, you're going to see the typical handshake. And that's it. I think Biggie, this is going to be the start. I don't want to say he's a transitional champion. I think they've they've groomed him enough. He he held the money in the bank. He teased both times. He even teased Roman Reigns a couple times on SmackDown. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Remember the segments with Paul Heyman backstage? But I do think this guy has the charisma. I think he could be a top baby face on Raw. I think they're going to go with that moving forward. And I feel like it's just going to be, I, th- I just think it's going to be outstanding with Biggie. I don't see them looking back at this point. Like, I want to say he can hold it till Mania. I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Finn Balor beat him like beforehand, but I absolutely love this for WWE. I thought since day one of him winning the money in the bank, I thought this was going to be an absolute success and they haven't looked back. So I really hope Biggie and Drew put on a really good match here. And I expect no different. I got Big E here winning and retaining his WWE title. But moving on, we got Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman is in someone's corner. I know that for sure. Alino, is it time that Roman Reigns' awesome heel run ends as a universal champ? Or do we see Paul Heyman help Roman Reigns retain his title against his former advocate, Brock Lesnar? Oh, this one uh, is being played up really well. I like how Paul Heyman is kind of doing both sides here. Like on TV, on SmackDown, when they're all in the ring, he's going up to Brock like, I don't know you're here. Like, what's all this? Uh, I'm with Roman now. And then Brock's like really saying, yeah, he's the one who read the contract to me. Uh, He's the one who told me to come to SummerSlam. And uh, it's making the bloodline a little pissed off. I like it. I see Paul Heyman maybe teasing throughout the match that he's going to side with Brock, but eventually I think Roman uh, is going to end up winning this with help from the Usos. And with Survivor Series coming up, I wouldn't be surprised if the Usos end up in a big match with Brock Lesnar. Uh, Maybe it's like a tag where Brock gets a tag team partner, but I don't see this being the first 
and only match between Lesnar and Reigns in this whole rivalry right now. I see them picking this up early next year. And that is why I say Brock Lesnar wins via DQ. (laughs) Just feel like when you look at, yeah, man, when you look at everything Roman's been doing the last little while, I know Brock has his number the last, I don't know how many years now, but you can't just disregard Roman and then kind of, yeah, I, I think it's going to end in some sort of fuckery, and then they're going to pick it up from there. I love it. Um, I was going to say, too, like, this is a feud where I have no idea where it can go. I was saying before the pod, I've loved the character of Brock Lesnar. He just seems a lot more charismatic. I don't know what they want to do here. I, I do agree with you, though. I think this is not the last time we're going to see Roman and Brock, especially with the rumor of The Rock not wrestling at WrestleMania next year. I don't want to say immediately just go the lazy approach and go Brock Roman at Mania. I don't want to see that, to be honest. But I do love what they're doing right now. I think Roman Reigns, I've said this to Pinello on numerous occasions, I think this is the greatest WWE Universal title run of all time. And I think this is one of the best heel runs of all time. You look up the likes of CM Punk when he had it, the likes of Daniel Bryan when he had the WWE title. I think Roman Reigns is right there. Um, the work he's put in, absolutely insane. Uh, I, I do agree. I think the Usos, I think they're going to try and help uh, help Roman win here. I don't want to say it amounts in a DQ. I still think Roman is going to somehow pin Brock Lesnar. I want to say Paul Heyman maybe distracts him. Uh, I do see Heyman, though, helping Roman here. I don't see, I don't see Roman being in the middle like he has kind of hinted. I think he's going to lean more towards Roman Reigns. And I think that's just going to get the fans behind Brock oh so much more. And I think this face run is going to be massive. I don't want to say a potential Royal Rumble win for Brock is out of the question. And honestly, just the way his character's been and and you're going into, you're going into January red hot as maybe one of the top baby faces on limited appearances. I think that's absolutely critical. So I got Roman Reigns retaining here and it's either I got, Brock Lesnar winning the Royal Rumble, or I have him beating Roman Reigns for the Universal title at at the Royal Rumble. It's going to be a fun one, though. I think this match is going to be insane. But I just want to I just want to quickly end this set this pay per view. I got a couple additional thoughts because I've just I've been looking at it right here on Sport Kita. Uh, they they literally did say and they do believe that Finn Balor is turning heel. They think that he's going to go full-fledged heel after or maybe even during Crown Jewel. So I'll start this with you, Pinello. What are your expectations if a guy like a Finn Balor were to turn heel? Do you immediately see him being a WWE champion and a king of the ring at the same time, or do you think they're going to kind of ease him into it? I picture Prince Devitt from his New Japan run back from uh, when he signed in NXT. I don't think there's anything he has to, like, I don't think he has to win specific things, but like if he's just that kind of a heel character, everything will come his way. Like everyone's going to get on board. Everyone knows uh, Finn's super talented. So I don't think he, him winning the King of the Ring would obviously be awesome and that would be a sweet transition. But if he could find that character, that fucking demented type of uh, character that he was doing, that would be crazy because we haven't really seen that Finn Balor. Um, maybe a bit in NXT, but since he's got called up, not so much. So, yeah. 
The only thing I don't want to see is that theme where the King of the Ring all of a sudden comes with the crown and they think they're literally part of the royal family. Oh I think yeah. they need to <laughs> keep it down with that, like Baron Corbin. And Okay, they won the King of the Ring. Come out with the crown. They don't got to do the whole robe thing, have an accent. Like, let's be real here. <laughs> <laughs> like make it as part of their gimmick like call them King Balor or King Woods but like make it as part of a thing where uh, they're not coming out and making a fool of themselves so I hope they change that up but I doubt it though yeah another thing too that I actually read up I know the Hurt Business is back and they're fully functional and they're going for it but another name that I just saw Alino I'm going to start this one with you Bearcat Lee is rumored to potentially cost Goldberg in the match. Would you like to see Bearcat Lee versus Goldberg in the future, or do you do you want to see uh, do you want to see Goldberg get his uh, comeuppance here? Oh man, I, I, Goldberg's shoulders. I don't know. I don't want to see him attempt a jackhammer on poor Keith Lee. Uh, that would be bad. <laughs> uh, just maybe a spear, and that's it. But if they have a match, I just don't see it ending well for either of them so i'll say no on that one but if Big E wants to take on goldberg i'm all for that it's got to be a spear i'm just, i immediately pictured the undertaker at the fucking last saudi show so good god almighty for both of their health just stay away from each other all right last thing i want to quickly bring up in terms of rumors we talked about the becky sasha and bianca match quite a bit there have been rumors that Lita might confront Becky Lynch. I just saw that right now. I'll start this one with Pinello. Lita, one of your favorites growing up. I know she's in good form, just like Trish Stratus was a couple years ago. Would you like to see that if Becky Lynch retains for a title? Or do you think she has no business being involved with Becky? I mean, if, if you got a... <laughs> We were saying before when we were talking about the women, we don't know where the hell any type of direction is. Like, we don't know what Sasha's doing. We don't know what Becky's going to be doing next. So, like, if they have to stall for a little bit and throw a little nostalgia on it and bring Lita back for a program, why the fuck not? Charlotte got to take on Trish Stratus at SummerSlam recently. So this would be sweet for Becky. Yeah, it'd be a nice moment. It's just we've seen her in rumble matches where everything is like oh, it's not protected. Good. Yeah, like bad neck injury. Like, do you want to chance that? If they can really make it safe as possible, I guess, then yeah. But if she's going to be taking a bump and she's got to risk like breaking her neck again. Probably save it for a rumble moment. I agree there. Well, that should be it for Crown Jewel. It's going to be an awesome pay per view. I think this is this could actually oh well sorry I forgot one match it's one of the biggest deals in in Saudi Arabia Mansoor Mustafa I'm so sorry I forgot this frick <laughs> forgive me father I'm sorry uh, I'll start this one with Pinello Mansoor or Ali is it is it Mansoor because he's like the John Cena of Saudi Arabia I assume he's winning give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, man. Every time Buddy's entrance hits over there, crowd just fucking lets him have it. A guy, I think Alino said he was Shawn Michaels over there, and it's very accurate. The guy's a showstopper. The guy's a superstar. It's his time to fucking shine. But uh, yeah, in all seriousness, though, like him and Mustafa, like it's gonna be a solid match. Like these are 
solid workers. <laughs> I don't know. We were saying before it could go like further down the card because because it is Mansoor, but. Yeah, every time he goes over there, it's just a giant celebration for him. So it's going to be awesome to see. Yeah, this is the only time Mansoor is going to be a bigger deal on the marquee and his picture is going to be much larger than Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. So uh, I think this might be, if it's not a squash match, like if he doesn't go in there in two minutes like Goldberg and just hit his finisher on Ali and call it a day, I see this match going a good 20 minutes. Uh, they're going to make Monsoor look like the underdog. And then when he finally gets that win, you know that pop in that stadium is going to be out of this world. So that's the two approaches I see. It's either a squash, he wins in two minutes, or it's going to be a long drag him out fight where he's getting his ass kicked and he's going to let Ali have it with a big comeback and get the win. But Ali, what a great guy here. He's going to put over Monsoor and make him look like a star. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> There's two things I want to talk about before we go off here. The first one I want to talk about is what the hell is going on with Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler on SmackDown. I just saw this now. I didn't even know this. Apparently, there is a bold prediction going around that Shayna Baszler, Sonya Deville has the power. She has the power on SmackDown. Apparently, she might insert Shayna Baszler in the Queen of the whatever it's Queen's Crown final. So with that being said, would you prefer seeing that happen or would you prefer just going with the Dewdrops, Alina Vega? Because we did say that they dropped the ball. Would this be a creative direction and to, in order to get more heat for Shayna or do you think they're just going to go with the Vega versus Dewdrop? It would um, It would definitely spice things up. That would definitely get like a big pop from the crowd, but – I don't know if she should insert her in the match. Maybe her just coming out and just absolutely ruining the moment. To me, that's Shayna Baszler. I don't know. When I, like, I, I, I could just picture her coming out, choking them both out, and then walking out and just being like, fuck you. If I don't have my moment, neither do you two. So I, I, I like that. Yeah, the only thing, like if she didn't lose clean and it was like a DQ or something dumb like that, I would say, yeah, insert her. It would make sense, uh, the heel heat there, but I, I'm with Piniello on that. Have her come out, ruin the moment, and set up a feud because I doubt the winner that's going to get a title match. They're going to probably build them long-term, especially do drop if she wins. So uh, I like to see that. Have a insert a good feud in between now and like day one, uh, that New Year's Day pay-per-view, where you could probably have her challenge for the title then. So be a short-term feud there, Shayna, and probably do drop. I love it. Uh, now to finish this one off, it's important. It's very important. It's for both. I just want to quickly talk about Roman Reigns and Big E. If they were to face each other at Survivor Series, which it's looking like that's the case, I want to say Roman's going to win that. Um, there's always been the Shield and New Day have kind of always been linked when you look back on it. But I want to talk about past Survivor Series because that's when it starts getting really interesting and a little bit shaky. So I'll start this one with you, Alino. When you look at both champions, who do you envision being the contenders in around December, January? Because I really have no idea. I want to say The Rock wants to wrestle at WrestleMania, but I'm still not sure. So I just want to ask this question because I'm really, really curious, Like especially for Big E's contenders. I have no idea who it could be. So I guess I'll, uh, I'll just put you guys on the spot there. Who do you guys think the contenders are going to be for Biggie and Roman 
come around December, January. Yeah, for Roman, I think The Rock would have been the one that they had like penciled in there. But I think because of the whatever he's filming uh, in Australia or wherever the hell that like on that side of the world, their COVID restrictions don't allow them to just come and go like the quarantine and all that. So I think they had to throw a curveball here with Bork, have him come back. Uh, but that's why I don't think Rock and Roman will be the one this year. Probably would be more likely for the other year in L.A. So I see Brock maybe. Like, other than him, I don't know who else Roman can go through. Unless Drew McIntyre, they build him up, have him win the Royal Rumble, and they do Drew versus Roman at WrestleMania. You have Brock and Roman at the Rumble again, and that day one pay-per-view, so two in the same month. And Big E, like, there's Goldberg, uh, Lashley again. They could do Balor. Uh, Seth Rollins makes sense going back to NXT. Uh, so yeah, it's not looking good on Big E's part. Like unless you do Seth Rollins right away, that'd be a big feud. But right now, uh, they're gonna have to get creative on Raw. If Finn Balor can get to fucking Big E for the title around WrestleMania time, oh my god, that that would be that's finally going all in with him. But. I think for Roman, the only thing you can top Brock Lesnar would be The Rock, wouldn't it? I think anything other than that would just kind of be underwhelming. Yeah, that's that's the that's the disappointing thing too, with uh, with how great Roman Reigns' run has been. You look at all the guys that can potentially dethrone him, and there's not many, right? There's like two, three guys. Obviously, Drew now is one of them. I agree with you there, Alino. I think Drew is going to be. If it's not The Rock or Brock, it's definitely Drew. And I know we've seen Drew and Roman before, um, but those two are absolutely they're the big they're the big horses, man. They're the pillars in WWE right now, and they have been for quite some time. I mean, Bobby had his time, uh, Brock Lesnar had his time, but I think for majority, a lot of people say it's Roman and Drew McIntyre. So those two going at it would make absolute most sense. How about this, guys? I know we've mentioned Finn, we've mentioned Seth. How about we finally get that New Day triple threat? Do you think that is a realistic possibility with the amount of contenders that Biggie has open to him on Raw? Or do you see them going with the typical singles match at WrestleMania? Because we all want to see it, right? We want to eventually see Kofi, Xavier, and Biggie face each other. Because I remember two weeks ago when we were talking about Biggie's run. I'm not really sure if he's going to be a multi-time WWE champion. I want to say he is, but the way that Xavier, Kofi, and Biggie have been, at least recently, the last three years, we have to see this triple threat, do we not? You want to kick her off? Yeah, I'd love to see it. It's just, I don't think they want to turn on each other. That's the only thing. Like I think Biggie's like said, he's been consistent with it, like, if they're going to do something, it's not going to be like the typical this guy turns on that guy type of thing. So I think they would have to be creative in that. Maybe one wins a Royal Rumble uh, and then after or they both win something like a ladder match or something. And they're going to have to get really creative because Kofi had his moment again uh, when he did go in against Bobby Lashley. And then Lashley just squashed him. Xavier went against Lashley and we saw what happened there. So... It's one of those things where someone has to be a heel in that, unfortunately, and it's going to go against uh, Big E. They got to convince him for that. So I'd love to see it. I just, uh, 
don't think it's likely for this year, but I totally forgot another contender there for Roman, Jeff Hardy. Seen him lurking around. I think that's eventually a feud going to happen, and I think we're all forgetting about The Miz on Raw, him and Big E, uh, I think would work well with each other for a WWE title match. The thing I love most, too, uh, I guess I'll close with this statement. You're looking at SmackDown and they're Fox and they're the big-time provider and they make the most money and you look at the booking and i feel like it's a lot more lazy i feel like they really don't have a lot of guys that they can plug in and now whereas now we're talking about raw openly is how they have creative decisions to make and there's so many other superstars that can go up against Big E. wouldn't that make raw a little bit more exciting than smackdown at least i think like in a realistic world you're a viewer you like unpredictability. You don't like seeing the same thing. Whereas on SmackDown, yes, it's a, it's fresh. It's Brock as the face, Roman as the heel, but it's it's cookie cutter. They're doing the same thing. I feel like it's the same people over and over again on SmackDown. Whereas Raw now, you're getting Rollins, you're getting Edge, you get Finn Balor. You know AJ Styles is a little rocky too with almost like there's a lot of things that can happen on Raw. I feel like the booking, the creative, they have to really, they have to make things interesting if Raw wants to be as important as SmackDown because, man, Raw has that potential. If that, At least that's what I'm getting at after talking about all this with Biggie's run and the potential contenders. I feel like Raw has so much to give, and yet they still cannot do it on a consistent basis. So SmackDown has the competitors, and they have the big names, and they're probably more consistent with it. But I think now that you're looking at Big E as that top face, you're losing Drew McIntyre after this pay-per-view. I think it's going to be absolutely unpredictable on Raw, and I absolutely love it. So Crown Jewel is tomorrow at 12 p.m. Make sure you guys watch it. It's going to be an absolutely unreal pay-per-view. You got Drew versus Big E. That's going to probably be a classic. Roman and Brock Lesnar, Edge and Seth Rollins, the triple threat. Who knows? Bill Goldberg might kill Lashley. We do not know yet. It is almost Halloween, so might see a little bit of blood. But anyways, this was In the Zone, episode 152, signing out.